It's time for the Juice Box Junkies, an independent Houston Astros podcast. All Astros, all the time. Astros news, analysis, and opinions right here on the Juice Box Junkies. Welcome to the Juice Box Junkies podcast, your unofficial Houston Astros podcast. I'll be your host today. I'm Christian Espinoza. Joining me is a bevy of talented writers, Mr. Brian Dunleavy, Matt Kunkel, and Marty Coleman. How's it going, fellas? How we doing? Doing great. Doing great. Trade deadline, man. This is an all-positive podcast because my entire household, maybe even the cat, has COVID. So. Oh no! Well, <laughs> you know, if I think if uh, there might be some trade trade discussions to distract the, you from the fact that you can't taste anything, so <laughs> so so we'll just jump right into it. Uh, you know, I think it's an exciting trade deadline. We got saw uh, Soto got moved. We got uh, a lot of big pieces uh, got shuffled around. But before we obviously we're going to talk about the the Astros and, and then the moves they made, but. What first wanted to hit on the rest of the division, uh, you know, the Angels are – I've never seen a team make a complete 180 from game one to, I don't know, whatever, at game 96 or 100 or whatever. I don't, I don't even know. Uh, they literally stripped down, traded their closer, traded one of their better starters. Uh, so really, you know, nothing to really highlight there. You know, they're just, they're just kind of going back into a pseudo-rebuild phase. They shopped Otani apparently – but nothing in that compelling enough for them, I suppose. Uh, the Rangers really aren't doing much. They're in a, that sort of developmental stage where they're not buying or selling, so they're just going to kind of hang on. Uh, and then Oakland, I think f- their their big chip piece was uh, Montas, and they moved him to the Yankees, I think, in an effort probably to spurn us in some way down the line. But most mostly, uh, they got a pretty looks like they got a pretty decent return for him and. You know, I, I wasn't ever high on Montas. I never thought that they were going to the Oakland would ever trade in her division like that kind of a player. But his numbers outside of Oakland aren't particularly great. So uh, no, nothing major for the rest of the division, except the second place team, Seattle Mariners, traded for Luis Castillo. Pretty. That's a pretty – it's probably the move, one of the moves uh, of the American League. And they also picked up some few smaller pieces here and there uh, to fill out their depth. Just real quick, how much uh, does this move the needle for the Mariners? Uh, you know, we we don't play them for the rest of the season, so you know we're not going to get the brunt of it unless we we happen to see them in the playoffs. Uh, do you think this increases their playoff chances? Uh, do you think it increases their World Series chances? And uh, I'll start with you, Brian, since you're you're already shaking your head no. So let's hear it. <laughs> I'm going to give him the Man- Mancini face there. You know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I like Castillo. I think he's really good. He's having a career year. And so that that can do nothing but help the, the Mariners in their cause. And I think they're in a good position for the playoffs, um, just with the rest of the league, looking at looking at comparing records and standings over the past week or two. I think they're in a good spot, and I think that helps them get them to the playoffs. Uh, now, getting to the playoffs and winning in the playoffs, I think, is two different conversations. And, 
And I don't, the Mariners are not built to win in the playoffs versus the, the heavy competition they're going to be facing. The Astros and the Yankees will decimate anybody that's going in their way, and, and, you know, for contenders wise. And, and the Yankees, uh, as I heard commenters talk about today, but the Astros and Yankees are like, the Yankees did this. And the Astros said, well, how about that? And, you know, it was like back to back, you know, uh, big time moves. And so um, I, I really think it's just a two man race. And, and it all depends on, where the chips lie and where the Astros and, and Yankees face off. Will it be in ALCS or ALDS or whatever, um, you know, the format is this year? I think that that's the question. I don't, I don't think any needle was moved for anybody uh, other than the Astros and Yankees and, and it'll be down to, to us too. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, and that's a great segue into sort of our Astros trade discussions, you know, uh, the thing is, is like uh, a lot of teams had a lot of ground to cover to catch us already. And so I think a lot of fans naturally want the big blockbuster moves because they're fun and they're sexy and everyone gets excited. But this isn't a team that really needed to like go out of its way. And so the fact that the Mariners traded four of their best prospects for, for this, for, for an elite arm, for sure. Uh, to insert into the rotation, that's pretty good. Uh, I think that's that's insane that it's probably not going to get them but three or four games closer to us when it's all said and done. Uh, and, you know, obviously things, you know, they're really, I would say realistically at this point, just trying to get into the playoffs. But if the if it, it ends today, we, we, play, we play the winner of them and the Twins, it's looking like. And so, you know, potentially we could face off with, Seattle in the in, a, in an ALDS matchup, and so something something to keep an eye on. See how that team plays. You know they have some exciting young pieces, but for the Astros, such a seasoned team, we had three pretty large, three big deal trades. You know at least, or really only three trades, I guess. Uh, we we'll just start at the top and or start with the one that I know Matt and I are gonna our hearts hurt the most on, but. Astros acquired a left-handed reliever, former closer Will Smith from the Atlanta Braves in return for uh, sending Jake Odorizzi uh, the Astros' sixth, fifth, sixth starter. So, you know, I'd like to, I would like to discuss with this a little bit, uh, you know, because I think it's just one of the ones where the fans kind of get this wrong. But I'll first we'll take initial reactions and and uh, we'll start with you, Matt. What do you, how are you feeling about this trade? Like, is it is this just the right value? Do we do we make our team better? You know what, Christian? Sometimes life's not fair. You know, sometimes you don't get to keep Jake Odorizzi as long as you want. I you know what? I think first of all, Jake's having a tremendous season, and I, I think he's gonna be very impactful for the the Braves but if you told me a year ago that we'd be able to leverage him in a trade to get uh Will Smith who has the nastiest slider in 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 uh in the bigs in my opinion one of the nastiest ones I'll I'll back up from that and he's he's a good playoff pitcher we're able able to leverage that you know I would be shocked because you know his stock was down but he he came in and you know he put in a lot of work he had a full spring train to get ready and yeah, he still had his ups and downs. He still had those nights where the fan base wanted to kill him. But in general, he's been he was really effective, and uh, he seemed to have his form. And I think the Atlanta got Atlanta got a good one. But um, it really smoothed out 
the Astros bullpen with that move. So, I mean, Jake, Jake helped us out even in the trade. Yeah. And I think that's kind of switching to what we're getting, you know, I, I'll save my ode to Oda Rizzi for, for uh, maybe an article or something, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think changing gears to what we get with Will Smith, you know, he was an it was an absolute terror in the postseason last year for, for the Braves uh, Marty, have you done much research into his numbers or, or seen any of his analytics that, you know, he is having a down year. His season was pretty down last season, you know, other than looking at the postseason. Uh, do, do you see anything in the numbers or anything that you you recognize that he might be the Astros could work with and, and sort of make successful? Yeah, I think I think Matt hit it on the head. The slider is devastating. Uh, 167 opponents batting average expected is is 146, 43.7 whiff percent on his slider. Other pitches haven't been as good this year. I think Brian uh, made a comment on Twitter as the trade was made. You know, he's not having the great year that he had last year. Um, who knows? Maybe he could be rejuvenated with the Astros and and become. You know, let's face it, the Astros needed a left-hander, right? Is Parker Mashinsky going to take you, you know, to and through the playoffs? Uh, well, anybody could take him to the playoffs right now. But through the playoffs, you're not going to survive with Parker Mashinsky. And I'll say this about Jake. Um, I'm probably one of the ones you're talking about. Very tough on him um, because he stunk for a good part of last year. Um, he's better this year. Had some outstanding gains, but let's just remember it was the Seattle Mariners that made him look like Cy Young the other day. I think they had uh, one hitter over 240 in that lineup. It was horrible. Um, uh, still major league batters, I get it, but it was a horrible lineup. But I'm I'm a little surprised the Braves, the World Champions, are are going to put Jake Odorizzi in their in their lineup, but. Back to Will Smith, I think it was obvious the Astros needed a left-hander in the bullpen besides Parker Mashinsky. Nothing against Parker Mashinsky, maybe a fine reliever one day, but um, it's, getting, it's getting ready for big boy time, right? Um, the staffs are going to get shorter, and the, you know, the, we get to the playoff time, and less pitchers are going to be used, and you need somebody who's been there, and Will Smith has been there. Yeah, and I, I, I think, too, uh, in just a, 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 a how spoiled – we are as Astros fans that Jake Odorizzi is our fifth slash sixth starter. So you said you, 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 a lot of fans are having a hard time figuring out how could the Braves be trading for this guy there. I mean, they have some injuries and things, but their fifth starter right now is Ian Anderson and he's got a four, nine, three ERA and a four, two, three fifth. So okay. fifth starters on a pretty good team is, uh, and I, and just, and I, the funny thing was, is I, I was like, I was ready to like make this big defense of, of Odorizzi and I, and I kind of am, but you know, I looked at the top five rotations in terms of war of, you know, Philly's fifth starter has an ERA over four, uh, San Francisco's fifth starter is Alex Cobb. He's a well up over four. Uh, you know, so we, we were, we were spoiled a little bit with, with Odorizzi. Would we like to see some more durability out of him during his time with us? Yeah. We're paying him a pretty healthy chunk of change to, as a last minute guy that we, when we thought Fromber was going to be out, but, you know, I think he'll, he'll find some success there. He'll, he's, you know, um, got a good mentor with Charlie Morton. So, you know, that's, that's always good. And, uh, you know, and I, and I like Will Smith too, you know, I think he, I think what a lot of the, I think what a lot of fans fail to value is 
what that experience means. You know, uh, you know, you can look at Kendall Grayman and, and some of those individuals who just clearly didn't quite have it, or some of our younger guys that you know next year they're building on that, but definitely some deer in the headlights kind of feeling. And uh, but I but I will say that you know I, I'm not going to look at the numbers and make a judgment on Will Smith. Uh, you know, James Click brought in Phil Maton for Miles Straw, and Maton was awful in in the regular season during his time with the uh, almost a five ERA if I remember correctly. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but then when he got into the postseason and and you know they started really playing the matchups and really playing the splits, I mean he was insanely good. I mean he pitched 15 innings and gave up a single earned run through the entire playoffs. I mean, he struck out a guy an inning every appearance and pitched multiple innings at a time. So if James Click says, hey, I found this guy on the scrap heap, he's not, he, you know, used to be good and, but is not as good, but we think he could be good. I think I'm going to trust him for now and, you know, we'll let, we'll let it play out. So Agreed, uh, the next trade I wanted to kind of roll into is our, the, the Christian Vasquez uh, trade. Uh, uh, we gave up to two prospects, I think. According to Baseball America, Valdez was uh, our infielder. He was a number 12 prospect in Abreu. is an outfielder. He's a 21st prospect. So, you know, good talent uh, for sure. Guys that we were going to develop at some point. Uh, but we get Christian Vasquez, who's been one of the best offensive catchers uh, this season. Uh, Brian, how, how are you feeling about this? I know you've not been the – uh, moldy apologist, but, uh, but <laughs> is, is it, how do you see Christian Vasquez's role with the team progressing going forward and, and how he's going to impact the team? Well, I think, I think it's a big question. I think it, it, it's based on Dusty Baker and, and if I could get inside Dusty Baker's mind, then I would, I would be managing a team or something right now. And I obviously can, I don't, I have no idea what Dusty's going to do with him. I know I know a few things for a fact though. I know number one that that Justin Verlander did not um, have Maldonado catch him. Uh, Castro was his catcher, so I assume that that Vasquez slides into that spot um, and JV you know hooks up with him, and then that's a regular thing. And that and that might be part of the reason why they acquired a catcher um, at that spot too, because JV is going to get a lot of starts in the postseason. So if JV gets comfortable with with uh, with Vasquez, I think that's great, and I think you know that chemistry goes forward. I, I personally would like to see Vasquez be the main starter and Maldi get you know two, you know one to two starts a week. I think that's more, I think that's more where it should be. Whether or not that happens right now, I don't know. Um, you know, Maldonado has the uh, the most pass balls in, in the in the major leagues right now. Um, and his, uh, I just did an article kind of comparing it, you know, yesterday. And, and overall, Vasquez beats Maldonado on every stat, defensively and offensively. Um, either they're the same, um, like in throwout percentage, they're exactly the same. Um, but in but in defensive uh, run saved and, and, and that sort of thing, categories, basic, you know, defensive save, um, uh, or sorry, defensive plays, um, that they should make uh, Vasquez is far superior to to Maldonado, and so I think and frame rate uh, way better than Maldonado. So I think if you look at all those categories, I think you know Vasquez should be the starter. 
and and offensively he's way way better as well. I mean that's there's no question about that. Molinaro's at one seventy four I think currently, and Vasquez is at two eighty two just on batting average alone. And then you go you go off from there. Um, I think you know that says it all. My question for Astros brass is. You traded for a guy who is a, a one-year rental. Hopefully, you can sign him to that. I think there's a mutual option, um, you know, for the next season. Which I have no idea, you know, what's going to happen from that. But um, but he's basically a rental. Uh, you better play him if you if you traded this prospects for him. Uh, you can't you can't sit him out. And, and does he get time at DH? Well, that wouldn't make sense because it takes away from. Jordan's time, unless Jordan's in left and Mancini's or Mancini, however you want to say, it, is at first base, th- then maybe he's at DH, and maybe that maybe that makes sense, and then then you can slide him in. Um, but I think overall, I, the the move is I love Vasquez. I wish he'd be the everyday starter, but I don't know if I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think it would be a chemistry thing too, you know, because Martin is so well respected with the team has such a rapport even even vasquez said today earlier today he's like it's going to take me time to learn these pitchers uh you know every the way it's getting spun right now from from the from the brass is you know maldi's taking on a pretty heavy workload for we really never intended him to take even when we got him originally like he was never supposed to be a sole sole starter all you know so do you, I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch the Astros kind of progress uh, throughout the season. Do, do you slowly, Matt, see uh, the Astros phasing out Maldonado to be more of a backup? Because I, I feel that way. Maybe that's maybe I, I'm just trying to see if what how people are feeling. I feel like that they're going to move that way. What do you think? I I think they're going to trend that way, um, especially in the postseason. I. I think Molly kind of just being a you know the occasional pop guy with not a lot of you know you know for a while I was I was calling them automatic out I just turned off the TV when I knew he was up I was like okay well this inning's over um, you know I I think that I think that's the trend and you know the other thing I like about getting Vasquez because I I think maybe he might be a solid option in the short term beyond this season uh, for this season. I think Brian already said it. He can he can DH if they, and if they want to move around, maybe move Tucker to center, move Jordan to left, and let Trey play first. Um, I I like the options that they have. Um, just seems like seems like he can he can help by more than just his ability to play defense. You, you know, Maldi's great, but um, I, I I would agree. I I think they would trend towards maybe he's going to catch for JV and then. And I, I mean, I don't know who else he, he'll catch for, but I, I would suspect by the time we finish that last series with, um, I think we play the Phillies to finish the season. I think, I think Dusty will be comfortable with Vasquez kind of being the starter. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, it, we we've kind of touched on on the the next big name. Uh, uh, Astros in a three team trade acquired. Uh, Trey Mancini and uh, Jaden Murray, uh, uh, a double-A prospect. Uh, they gave up Chase McDermott. Uh, I think he was in top top five or six prospect who's hanging out in low A right now. Or I think – I can't remember what level of A he's at. But uh, And then uh, uh, Marty is 
rejoicing that it was Jose Siri that we <laughs> sent to Tampa Bay instead of his boy, Chaz McCormick. Uh, I, I know you have some thoughts on, on, on that particular part, but at the, as the, as overall at the, the trade itself, you know, I think Jaden Murray's kind of a project. Uh, he has some decent numbers, but the real centerpiece is Trey Mancini. So talk about that and how, how he's going to fit in with this crew. Yeah, I think I think uh, Jaden Murray's a little older too for a prospect. If I remember correctly, he's like mid twenties. So by the time he gets to the majors, he might be you know he might be a Chaz McCormick, for example. Um, Mancini, I like it. Um, you know, I did a, a little little narrow analysis the other day, and it's kind of weird because Yuli's having a bad year, uh, but he's on pace for forty seven doubles, and you know, like forty seven singles and forty seven doubles is is not going to get it on the year. But it's just weird. Right. He, he, he has all those leadoff doubles where he can't score or he doesn't score. Uh, and that's not necessarily his fault, but he's, you know, you have to face it. He's really, he's not the same Yuli as, as last year. Right. Um, he's gotten a little better in the second half of the season, you know, but not still not much power. He's got like power, like I had in high school, you know, um, not even really in the gap, just kind of over the infield. But you need more than that from your first baseman, and you certainly need more power. And I think Trey Mancini's gonna gonna uh, have those two two things with the Astros. And I think I think Mancini is actually the one with the ten million dollar dual option at the end of the season, and Vasquez is a free agent at the end of the season. If that makes any difference. Now I read where Mancini says, "Yeah, that never works out. <laughs> one side or the other, never you know they can't ever agree with it." So he's already in his head a free agent at the end of the season too, but neither here nor there for this conversation. I think it's going to be a, a really good ad. Um, I haven't delved into his advanced metrics any. I just know he's hitting better uh, than Yuli. Now I will say this about Yuli with Jeremy Pena shortstop. They need Yuli's glove at first base. So I don't know how good of a defensive first baseman Mancini is, but Pena is inconsistent on his throws. We talked about this last podcast, so I'm a little worried defensively, having said I don't know about Mancini's defense. But Yuli, I don't care what the defensive run metric says, he's good at first base at scooping the ball. And, you know, I hate hate to say it, but maybe he's a late-inning defensive replacement, uh, Yuli Gurriel. Yeah, I, I, the interesting thing is, you know, Mancini does have a lot of versatility for sure. You know, he, he's able to play an outfield spot. Uh, you know, you can put obviously DH, which is not doesn't require that much versatility. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he's played some first base, but 20, 20 some games, 29 games of first base this season. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you really can rely on that from a defensive standpoint. Like I like like I said, this is just as all has happened within a you know 24 hours. So it's you know, we haven't had a chance to dive into the, the advanced numbers here. But, you know, I think I think he's like, like you said, he brings some interesting pop. Uh, you know, that, you know, the, the fun stat is he's at 10 home runs. And if he had played at Minimate Park, he'd have 16 or 17, depending on who you, who you uh, refer to. But, uh, you know, that's going to be really valuable, really fun. He slugs pretty decent. You know, he's a pretty patient guy. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be not the quite the needle mover that a lot of fans were hoping for this being the sort of the big trade that the Astros made. Uh, I've been watching Twitter. I don't think I see anything really announced. Um, 
but uh, but I think this is a, I think for what we are, what we what we're trying to accomplish, this is an A plus trade. It's like this isn't this isn't like hey Yuli, we're completely benching you for Josh Bell because that's probably what we would do. And uh, you know Trey Mancini's just talented enough that we can move people around as players get hot and cool, and as we need defensive replacements. You know I think Jordan's sort of emergence uh, as a you know, serviceable left fielder has really helped, but it'll be great to have, you know, trade to be able to do that as well. Um, Chaz McCormick, I think, has played more corner positions now because really what this all boils down to is Michael Braley, right? It's I half expected him to be the one added to this the 60 day today and not and, and not uh, Castro. But, you know, obviously we no one even knew Castro had knee surgery until t- today. And there's putting him on the 60 day because, you know, obviously there's a trade deadline and all this kind of stuff. And they're trying to, you know, not drive up any extra value than they have to. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think that the Astros made the right moves. Uh, I, I, I will make this a whole roundtable question. But, you know, if you had to give it an A through F grade, uh, we'll start with you, Brian. How, what are, where are you, where are you, how are you feeling overall on, on, on the moves James Click made at, at this deadline? One and just for the breaking news update, I guess Click is 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 talking about both Castro and Brantley later tonight. That's what his that's what his presser is going to be about. I think at seven forty five. So I think Castro's done. I mean, we know that. I mean, uh, I think Brantley's done too. I think that's and and I think he didn't want to announce it at the deadline uh, to hope to get somebody and not, and not have to sit, you know, trade the farm saying, well, we still got Brantley in the, you know, in, in the rear view and he'll still be here. But I think, I think he's done for the season too. Just two time repaired, you know, shoulder injured again. That's, that's never good. But anyways, overall trade grade, um, I think, and I just posted this on Twitter just a little, little while ago. I think we haven't, we, we got an A for value. I think, I think value wise, they really got a good return on their value for what they traded. Siri was never going to be the starting outfielder uh, for the for the Astros long term, and Odorizzi he's done after the season anyways. So they got some value in return for him and Vasquez. If they can re-sign him, that would be amazing because I, I you know I think they need a starting catcher for next year. Uh, so A for value, I think C for need. I think they still needed a big bat um, for you know that would have moved it to up to A for me. Um, the question remains, and I saw a video I posted about this earlier, um, that, that Mancini would have had 16 home runs in Minute Maid Park, uh, as compared to Camden. So, um, you know, if he, if he can produce that and show that out, I think, you know, I think it's pretty, I mean, that's pretty great value if, if we're getting him, if, if he, if he shows that out, but I, I think they still needed a guy that was going to be the, the five, six hole area of the lineup to really, um, drive in some of those runs up top. I'd love to see that, and then have Mancini as the two hole or or down near seven. Um, so, you know, we'll see going forward. But I but I love the moves. I think all the moves were great. It's just I think we I think we needed another bat. Yeah. Marty, how, how, where do you, how are you feeling? I mean, you know, we we still as Brian said, we still have a kind of a hole in center field, but mm-hmm. it's it's easier to cover one hole than two or three holes, right? Yeah. You know, I think we had the same kind of issue last season and kind of yeah. worked out. But, you know, how are you feeling overall? Do you do you think this is enough to 
you know, push us toward push us past where we went last season. You know, it's really hard for me to to tell. I I much as you said earlier, Christian, I I trust James Click right now, right with what he's got and what he had to offer. We know the Astros farm system has been hurting for the last few years since they lost draft picks. So for what he had to offer, I think he got great value. I would have liked a bigger name at first base, perhaps a, a Josh Bell, but apparently the, the Padres wanted to leverage the next 20 years uh, <laughs> uh, and of their farm system on uh, on that duo. And, and congrats to them. that That's making a move, right? But I don't think the Astros have those pieces to make the move. So, you know, it's kind of like, I would say, really like a B. But for me, the big picture is what we what the Astros gave up. No pitching, because my belief is, well, I'm sorry, Jake Odorizzi is not no pitching. Very little pitching, in my estimation, um, but because, well, A, Lance McCullers is coming back, but B... Justin Verlander is six innings away from being a free agent, right? It's not a two-year contract. It's a one-year contract with a player option if he hits 130 innings. He's got 124 innings. So uh, where I'm getting at here is it was good for this year, but it's also good for next year that they didn't give up, I don't know, um, Fromber or Garcia or one of those starting other starting pitchers that – are a little more dependable than Jake Odorizzi. That's that's that was my big picture takeaway. Is he understands Verlander's probably not going to be around next year, and if he is, it as you and I were talking about offline, Christian, forty million dollars for a forty-year-old next year, right? Is James <laughs> Click going to pay that? So um, that's my big takeaway. I think he did fine for what he had. I'll give it a B. I wanted a bigger bat at first base. Your point about center field is something I've been thinking about for two weeks. I'm starting to wonder if any – well, we know Siri's not, but if any of the three are the answer in center field long term. And I, I, I don't know if Jake Myers is, is you know, the same player he was before the injury, and that's really unfortunate. Maybe he'll come back next year. It'll be nothing to worry about, but it doesn't look like the same player to me. So I'll give it a B. Um, one and more at first base, but Mancini is going to get us to the playoffs. Whether what happens in the playoffs, we'll see. Yeah, and I, I think the you know the the, down, the the unfortunate thing for Chaz and Jose Siri and and Jake Myers is they don't have the luxury of being on a team where they can develop in the big leagues. Like this is a team that is one of the top three teams and four teams in the league right now. We just don't have like my that we if if that wasn't any if the trading mile straw last year wasn't indicative enough of where this team stands on trying to develop people as they go, it's this is not going to happen, you know. And it was great for Straw, you know. He's he's having a pretty rough year this year, you know. But generally last year, you know, once he got that opportunity to kind of break out, you know, yeah, you can do that in the Guardians where you know, he, expectations are low. But on this team, it's like, well, you know, I, I think the trades that we made certainly kind of put the Band-Aid on that for now, but definitely something we're going to have to take a look at. Big, big, big picture wise, um, you know, in terms of prospects and, and moves that we can make beyond trades, you know, moving forward. We're not going to pay, be picking anybody up or making any more trades. Do you feel like there's anybody in the system, Matt, that might be able to be a solution for maybe a future bullpen role? Because we really didn't 
elevate too much in the bullpen? Do you think Lance McCullers is going to come back as a starter? How do you think the team moves forward post-trade deadline? Well, I mean, I think they went into the trade deadline. I believe they know Verlander and Brantley and likely Uli are not going to be on the team next year. They got to go all in. I think they addressed some holes, like like we said. I, I think they I would give them a B plus with getting Trey Mancini, um, with some positional flexibility. Center field, it's it, it's a tough one. Like I think Chaz, we kind of know who Chaz is. He's he's good. I, I don't know if he's going to be good for like a World Series winning team. Jake just doesn't look the same. Um, the, Dubon is is fine. I I don't know. I I think the solution really is Pedro Leon and he's two years away. Yeah. So I, I, I think they're going to have to make do with, uh, you know, with whoever's hot between McCormick or Dubon or, or Myers, maybe Myers finds a stroke, but I, I think that's it. Or you can move Kyle Tucker to center. Uh, I don't, I don't know what we'd call this and not the not bleeping around lineup where they actually have offense all over. Um, but it's not natural to Kyle. So I, I think they did a fairly good job. But uh, options in the minor leagues, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I think we, we got what we got, and we'll roll with it. Yeah, I think it's uh, – I, I think my grade would also be a B. You know, I, I think that we – the Astros, are, or at least Jim, uh, Jim Crane, we can at least judge him because he's going to be the one that has been the owner through both, uh, both GMs here in the last, you know, couple of years. Uh, but he has pulled the trigger on some big trades. So you know he's not adverse. There was money under the luxury cap. I still think there was a market for it. You know, I see I, I see people are like, you know, talking about Michael A. Taylor from the Royals or, um, you know, uh, the, center, the Cubs had a center fielder on the market. And, uh, you know, and, and obviously Brian Reynolds too. But, like, you know, Brian Reynolds is definitely a generational talent with years of control. He's he's not progressing quite the same way that he had, had been previously, but he's also hitting in a pretty abysmal lineup. And so, you know, putting him at the seventh spot, sort of the same way Kyle Tucker did, you know, obviously a talented guy, but, you know, still got some protection all around no matter what where he ended up, you know. Uh, I, I think if you unless you're getting him, there was nothing out there. Like, I, I think fans – are grouchy for nothing. <laughs> like, there's nobody to go get. We're not going to bring in Soto because we don't have the assets for it. And even if we have the assets, I, I'm not sure that it's worth it, you know, to trade away some combination of Hunter Brown, Luis Garcia, Chaz McCormick, and, you know, everyone under the age of 19. Like, I just don't think that's the right thing to do. And so I, I don't know. I think the Astros did what they could. I think the Astros got better. And as Brian said, I think that's a great point for value. We had a surplus. We went out and got a piece that we needed. No matter how you feel about it, talent-wise or analytics-wise or, or or anything, uh, James Click is like I turned a surplus and filled a need, and you can't really complain about that. It's just basic baseball economics. So, well, uh, big, big, a lot of big stuff. I think we have uh, you know 22 division games left for the rest of the season. Pretty pretty easy schedule i think we played two series with baltimore we got the phillies mixed in there we got tampa bay mixed in there so it's gonna be interesting to see you know lance mccullers and what what shakes out there um 
But I want to thank you guys for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we look forward to uh, to reading you guys. Uh, Marty uh, uh, writes for uh, his Astros Unfiltered newsletter. You can find him on Twitter at, Ast- at Astronomic. Uh, is it Astronomic or Astronomic? I think it's one. I don't even know. <laughs> and then Mr. Brian, Mr. Brian Dunleavy and Mr. Matt Kunkel are talented writers on Climbing Tales Hill. And you can check their work out there. You can follow me on Twitter at, 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 my, at my name right there. Oop, there it is. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Juicebox Junkies. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And join us for the next episode of Juicebox Junkies.